Welcome to the new reality edition of Bite Marks Cafe right here on Hawaii Public Radio, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. First up, we're going to be joined by Joy Ibarra from Hawaiian Telecom. She's going to tell us about <clears throat> their Digital Equity Grant awardees. And then, shortly thereafter, we'll be joined by David Pickett. And he is the CTO over at Purple Maya. And we'll be talking about um, a Build for Good hackathon coming up. So I'm excited to hear about <clears throat> hear about that. But first, I want to welcome Joy to the show. She's the Senior <clears throat> Community Relations Manager from Hawaiian Telecom. And they just uh, kind of announced their awardees for their digital equity grant program. So I'm, I'm happy to have uh, Joy join us. Welcome to the show, Joy. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Bert. Really excited to be here. And and tell me, um, <clears throat> there's a little bit more than what I just said about the, uh, you know, the digital equity grant program. It's tied to like 140 years of, uh, this is like 140th uh, year anniversary for Hawaiian Telecom. Uh, and, and Oddly enough, there was $140,000 available for some grants. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell me a little bit how about the grant program. Yeah, how, how did that happen? How did that happen? No, it was, it was, um, it was a great opportunity. We saw that it was, it's our 140th anniversary. A lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of changes for Hawaiian Telecom. Obviously, um, just coming as a essentially the telephone company mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. just and now uh internet and broadband access is the way you know so um really excited that we're able to celebrate by by um providing $140,000 in grants to nonprofits across the state specifically focusing on digital equity and providing to our communities where they need it most so we're really excited to be able to be part of of um, helping those programs, the programs for digital equity, go even further than they can. And so, so Joy, how did the, how did you guys look for projects? What were you looking for uh, when deciding to to fund some of these digital equity projects? And maybe, maybe so in your in in your words, what would you what would you describe digital equity being? Okay, so digital equity to me um, is really providing everyone an equal playing field to to get to all of the services that can better our lives right mm-hmm. and if we look at it like definitely pandemic was was the was the event that the life-changing event that that really brought that to light right um rural communities could not access what they needed for telehealth education um Families that did not have enough uh, did not have enough uh, um, digital devices mm-hmm. to access what they needed to support uh, just daily life, right? So, so for me, like digital equity really is providing all of the things that everyone needs to just create um, uh, the ability to just access access more and and create better opportunities for for everyone in the community and so when you uh put the word out i mean what did what would what did you how did you how did the hawaii frame it up so that uh you've you got some of the uh frontline nonprofits responding 
Um, so when it came down to um, looking for applications, it mm-hmm. really was um, making sure that we were reaching out to organizations that really were focusing on providing services, no matter how big or how small, you know, for digital equity, digital, digital equity services um, for uh, education, telehealth, uh, workforce development, anything that could could create better better uh, interactions within the community. So um, I reached out uh, to the broadband hui um, <laughs> to make sure that we were able to reach out to multiple channels and then also use those networks to also um, reach out to even smaller channels that that uh, um, you know that other organizations may have contact with or have or know of organizations that have projects that do focus on digital equity but may not be their primary focus mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. so so that is that's kind of how we try to do our reach and when it came to the projects that we funded it was more so looking at a multitude of things right how innovative the project was have we ever heard of something like that before mm-hmm. or is it statewide is it more local right um, who, what, what underserved communities are these projects fo- focusing on? So those are the things that we are looking at um, when it came to the projects that we were selecting. And so there were uh, basically about, if I'm not, uh, if I'm not mistaken, about six. Maybe just quickly announce who were the awardees. Sure. Um, so we had Acton Digital Academy on Oahu, mm-hmm. and they had their iKapuna Elevating Youth Enriching Kapuna program, which is an incredible program where they take youth and and uh, um, put them in a more leadership kind of role in teaching um, and connecting them with seniors that would like to learn about digital literacy. So that provides a two-way type of digital proficiency between the between the teenagers and the kupuna so we're really excited about that one then there's center for tomorrow's leaders which mm-hmm. has a 12 12 month program partnering with public high schools on throughout the state hawaii island Kauai, lanai and maui and it's its program actually develops um develops uh leadership opportunities and and uh um workforce development for these for these uh, teenagers and it it goes through a whole 12 month 12 month period so it provides uh, a, like a full range of skills for those students um, next we have Hawaii care choices which is on Hawaii Island and we're helping them with their digital equity program digital health equity program specifically focusing on their telehealth for palliative uh, and hospice care for their patients and for their patients' families. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, we have Hawaii Kids Can, which is focusing on their Hawaii Tutoring Plus program. Um, they have had a wonderful success with their with their Hawaii Tutoring program um, by providing them funding. We're actually enhancing that program um, and also uh, opening it up to the parents, so that way they know how they are getting involved with their with their children through the tutoring. Um, then is Palama, Then there's Paloma Settlement. Paloma Settlement for, for quite some time has had a wonderful um, digital arts program and we are, we are continuing um, uh, the funding for that program and, and helping uh, low-income youth mm-hmm. in the Kalihi Paloma area. 
And then the last, obviously, is Purple Maya. Last but not um, least, which right? Which is great. <laughs> we, we just coincidentally be, are on the same program. <laughs> um, and that is for their Digital Transitions program, which I am really excited for. This is a program that focuses on incarcerated women um, to assist them with digital knowledge um, and, and, work for, and workforce development right, to help them as they transition out of incarceration mm-hmm. into the working world and also providing knowledge that they can also use um, in real life, right? So it's, it's, a, it's a complete program for them whether, um, when it comes to the workforce and also for their transition out into, into the world again. So did, uh, did Hawaiian create a page with all these, uh, a, a website with all these uh, awardees? I'm just curious. So we so we do have a blog post on okay. HawaiianTel.com, um, and I am actually working with uh, our parent company on developing a page for us regarding all of our grant winners, out, even outside of the digital equity grant cycle. Well, shoot me that link to the blog post, and I'll post it up on our show notes. Uh, the last question I have for you real quick is, are you going to do this again next year? Now, I would love to say so. <laughs> However... <laughs> However, um, we also have other opportunities for grants, right, um, outside of the digital equity right. special cycle. Got it. And those grants not only, they focus on four pillars, right, the first being health and well-being, the second being technology, the third being sustainability, and the fourth being economic, uh, economic and social mobility, right? So... A lot of these programs that we'll, that we've been talking about, they actually touch on many of the pillars that we've already that I I just I just described, mm-hmm. right? So even if we if, with the with the potential that there may or may not be an additional digital equity grant cycle, there are open cycles through our foundation that are still still available for um, for any nonprofit organization to apply to oh, we actually good. just finished our our um, October grant cycle application process and that focuses on like so so um, our usual grant cycles we have one in April and the other one in October um, so the October one just finished uh, the October one was for economic and social mobility and sustainability and then in April so April 1st through April, 30th, 2024 is our next grant cycle for health and well-being and technology, right? So um, we've had wonderful applicants in the past that um, have multiple focuses for their for their um, uh, grant applications. So if you have a program that touches any of those any of those focuses, please feel free to to apply. Yeah, and and enjoy more organizations apply in Hawaii. We'll be sure to uh, uh, provide information about uh, that next grant cycle. But uh, really appreciate you joining me. Thanks, Joy, for joining us. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. And of course, we'll take a short break. And when we return, we'll be joined by David Pickett from Purple Maya, and we'll talk about the Build for Good Hackathon. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Hastings and Pleadwell, a communication company. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe right here on Hawaii Public Radio. I'm Bert Lum, 
And with me today, I have David Pickett. He's the Chief Technology Officer over at Purple Maya. And uh, we'll get to talk about the Build for Good Hackathon. Hey, David, uh, thanks for joining me today. Hey, Bert. Thanks for having me on. And, uh, you know, that was kind of a neat coincidence that Purple Maya also was a recipient of uh, the uh, Digital Equity Grant Program from Hawaiian Telecom. And I have you on as well yeah. to talk about something. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> that uh, you guys are doing and, with this and- hackathon. Yeah, even even bigger coincidence was uh, I just met Joy over at the Purple Maya office on Friday. And, you know, I, I live on Maui, so I'm not all that regularly in the Oahu office, but I just happened to be there on Friday, and she was there too. So, well, that's good. Yeah, just a great well, bunch of coincidences. I think, uh, you know, I think it's good that uh, Hawaiian Tell is getting getting into the community. And, and uh, well, of course, Joy is the, uh, you know, the community relations manager. So I think that's part of her her duties, right? Yeah, yep. So, so tell me... Um, You've got this uh, uh, great title, Chief Technology Officer for Purple Maya. What, what, is, uh, what does that entail? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, I mean, as you probably know about Purple Maya, we have kind of three main branches of the company, right? We have the, the Kaikaina side, which is uh, kind of where we started uh, teaching, uh, getting kids excited about technology, uh, you know, teaching computer science in a culture, culturally rooted way. Mm-hmm. We have the Malama program focused on entrepreneurship, uh, you know, helping to incubate and accelerate uh, companies, helping uh, teach folks how to start businesses or, or you know, continue their existing businesses that are uh, looking for resources. And then we have a whole workforce development arm uh, the over in the HIAPO program. Uh, so, you know, it's as, a, as, as the CTO, as chief technology officer, I kind of get to, to help out in all of those parts. And I kind of get to, to, to dip my toes into the water and, and help folks out in, in all those sections. You know, I think uh, if you look at my official job description, you know, it's around like managing technology direction and policy uh, and helping out with, um, you know, if there's tech research that needs to be done or tech challenges that I need to get in hands on on. Um, but the but the reality is, you know, I, I work I work with a lot of folks that already know a lot about technology. Right. And, mm-hmm. and already know a lot about community needs. So, um you know, I spend my time sometimes helping people figure out if they have questions on policy or need me to dive in on research. But I also spend a lot of time, if, like I was saying earlier, like if there's kind of thorny technical challenges, whether that's for one of our consulting teams, right, over in the, the workforce development where I can help solve some problem that some client has, or whether it's in one of the new companies and they're, you know, they want to get a new mobile app put together and they need some help digging in on something there. So I really get to, you know, spend my time, I, I think, helping out on interesting technical challenges um, and as well as spending time on thinking about sort of the vision of where our organization uses technology and how. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a cool job. <laughs> I think it's a really cool company. No, it's great. And you are resident on Maui. And so how has your uh, presence on Maui, ha- let's say, influenced the, the uh, let's say, broadening of Purple Maya's footprint beyond just Honolulu? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, I met Donovan back in, uh, Donovan's our CEO, uh, mm-hmm. one of the co-founders, um, or I should say he's, he's a co-CEO. Uh, Kelsey is a other co-CEO and also co-founder. Um, so I met, met Donovan back in 2015, um, and actually at a hackathon, uh, there was a startup weekend um, here on Maui that happened right. once a year, and uh, I was at that, and I, I love hackathons, I love startup weekends. 
Uh, but Donovan was a judge, um, and I ended up talking to him afterwards, and he said, you know, I have this this nonprofit, um, and we teach kids computer science. And, you know, he said, we've, we've gotten a lot of parents reaching out to us from Maui, but we don't have any teachers on Maui. Mm-hmm. He said, would that be something you might be interested in, you know, doing for a few hours a week? So, you know, way back then, I think my, my first contract teaching job with Purple Maya was 2016, and I was teaching a tiny little nonprofit uh, over in Wailuku, um, and then just yeah, I mean, like, I think you're exactly right that, that it was a way to expand the footprint. We hired more teachers over here on Maui. We uh, invested more time um, in remote programs, you know, we, especially since COVID, right? We've, we've, we've gotten a lot of practice and experience doing both hybrid programs across all of our branches, not just, not just kids' education, uh, as well as fully remote. Um, so I mentioned Hiapo earlier, our workforce development. We did, uh, like, the, the full the full Salesforce training course over in Hiapo just totally remote, um, as well as uh, uh, an apprentice program and consulting shop fully remote. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think um, I'm really happy to be to be part of that growth um, and and part of seeing Purple Maya grow and, and have impact on on other islands. Yeah, um, but it's not just Maui too. You know, they they have a they have a presence on on uh, Hawaii Island and uh, have had programs even on Kauai too. So, well, that's uh, great. Yeah, that's great. Good. Yeah, that's great to hear. And now. You know, in, in terms of the Build for Good hackathon, this is the first time I'm hearing about Build for Good. Is it is that a branded name that's, uh, like, you know, like you said, Startup Weekend? Is that something that's branded somewhere else uh, across, the, let's say, the continent? Or is this is this uniquely yeah, a Purple Maya? So there, there, is an, there is an organization. Yeah, there's an organization. And so um, one, of our, uh, one of our co-organizers um, for this event, so uh, Keone uh, DeFranco, he's, he's in charge of our... Um, of our Malama program, uh, and so all the the entrepreneurship side. So that was uh, that was an inspiration that came from him because you know when we first started thinking about this idea of a hackathon, mm-hmm. like in my in my mind, I was thinking of it as like I want specifically nonprofits to know about resources out there if they want to use you know a lot of these new modern AI tools to solve problems they have. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I thought about it at the beginning. But Keone, you know, we we had this great brainstorming session. He was like, you know. The, the the build for good idea fits in with this, you know, even better. We can broaden it out. It doesn't just have to be nonprofits. It can be any groups that are working towards social good, you know, and, and it doesn't just have to be something like ChatGPT, right? There's all these organizations, you know, here in Hawaii that we can bring in related to machine learning. So we can do machine learning. We can do nonprofits. You know, we can do folks working out on environmental issues, we can do folks working on social justice issues or you know information access. Like uh, there's there's a great couple of speakers we have lined up. One of them's uh, the uh, his name's Matt from Legislature.org.ai. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, he, he's all about like tracking bills, uh, and so it's just like all this information access and all these different social good causes can come together. So yeah, that, that idea um, that, that was a that was a great I think um, thing early on that we put together of. Let's let's broaden it out, right? It's it's not just about nonprofits. It's not just about you know ChatGPT or something. It's it's built for good. We're we're all trying to come together to use machine learning and AI and tech to to solve the world's problems. And so so David, in terms of uh, um, the kinds of toolkits that you might be enabling people to use to build whatever they have in mind, uh, I'm curious. You know, where will that toolkit come from are you guys assembling that and and before you answer that i want i want you to hold that thought because we'll be right back after this short break to continue our conversation with david pickett from purple maya and we're talking about the bill for good hackathon this is bite marks cafe 
Welcome back. This is Bike Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum. And, of course, I'm right here on Hawaii Public Radio. And if you're just joining us, we're talking to David Pickett from Purple Maya. And we're talking about the Build for Good hackathon. And, and right before the break, I was um, asking David the question, you know, it's, it's more than just, uh, you know, chat GPT and, and machine learning. But typically, a hackathon will provide some direction, maybe some toolkits maybe some ideas around what it is that you would like uh, participants to, to aim for. How do you, uh, what, do you, what are you putting together for people to kind of uh, organize their thoughts around, around what it is that they might want to build? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, kind of in the way we've been, been thinking about it that way, um, the, my, uh, the way we want to kind of propose it on the first night, it's, it's sort of like a, like a little bit of a blend, I think, of how, Startup Weekend kind of has this idea of anybody can come up and pitch an idea and teams can form around that. Mm-hmm. But also, I like how, you know, the state hack program, the state hackathon also has these challenges ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So we kind of want to do a little bit of a blend of those where um, ahead of time, uh, and, and so coming up this month in November, uh, we want to start letting people know ahead of time just some ideas we've had, some brainstorming we've had of potential challenges that teams might want to form around. And I think to your point exactly, like what kind of toolkits we've brainstormed might be useful to start learning and, and useful to you know apply while you're on the team. Um, so some examples of that, and, and a lot of these have come from like nonprofit partners and or other, you know, just, uh, I guess, community organizations that we've, we've talked to. Um, something that comes up, uh, you know, that we've heard is this, sort of this idea of like a knowledge-based search for like your employees. So mm-hmm. um, one might be uh, like if you have new hires and you have like a bunch of documents they need to read, but maybe they just want to have a little, a chat bot to answer, ask questions. One that comes up is like, you know, such and such, does my company have that vacation day? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, you can go search in the PDFs. Yeah. Or, but if they're a new hire, maybe they can chat. That's something we've heard from a few organizations or, you know, things around like uh, grant writing, right? Like a little assistant that can, you can, it can ingest kind of the previous grants that you've written. It can ingest information about a funder. And then as you're writing your grant, maybe it can make suggestions. Like, oh, you know, maybe you should uh, use this wording or this wording, or maybe it would be useful to, to do this part. Um, so sort of an assistant in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that's more of on, like on the large language model side. So, um, you know, maybe uh, – so my background is custom software. So I, I, I go and I look out at, look at open source projects a lot, uh, things on GitHub. Um, you know, we've seen, seen things out there where it's kind of like you can put – uh, like the the chat GPT API into like a GitHub project. And um, it, it has all these patterns already pre-built. So mm-hmm. one that I was looking at uh, that, that's pretty popular recently, GPT Researcher. So it helps uh, it helps a person or an organization do web research. Um, so so those kinds, of, we want to make sure that um, organizations out there, our participants know that there's a lot of pre-built stuff out there, you know, open source or free or discounted for nonprofits. Um, and so those are some of the resources that we want to let people know about. Um, but I, I want to make sure also not not just to exclude the other like machine learning type stuff, because some of our speakers are um, like we have speakers coming from Hohonu. Uh, we have speakers coming from uh, some of the, the soil science folks, uh, some of the energy um, data science folks. Um, so those those projects out there are also um you know, we also have some example challenges that we're thinking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like I, I talked to somebody recently. Um, that's working, wants to work on soil spectroscopy. So, mm-hmm. um, like, my understanding is there's no, like, soil chemistry lab locally here in the state of Hawaii. Uh, every All the people that want to get, like, wet chemistry analysis done in their soil samples have to send it off to some other state. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, 
But the, there's research recently around if you can use spectroscopy, just scan a soil sample and then run it through a machine learning model, you can get um, pretty uh, accurate predictions coming out of what that wet chemistry results. So like, for example, how much carbon or phosphorus or something like that mm -hmm. is in your soil sample just from scanning it. Um, and so that's, I think, one of the challenges that we'll, we'll, we'll probably see, from what I understand from talking to folks, that's probably a team we'll see form around using some of this existing open source models around soil spectroscopy to um, build a database of like soil samples in Hawaii. Uh, and and it's just with being able to use spectroscopy is much faster, much cheaper than having to, you know, mail your soil sample out to some other state. So, so, so examples like that. So David, so what you've described, what is the expertise level that you would be looking for <laughs> to participate? I mean, do you have to have a PhD yeah. in in, oh, in this? It's, sorry. Or, or yeah. can you come in uh, as a pretty, uh, you know, sort of general layperson? We're, we're definitely looking for, um, you know, a range of experience levels. So, um, you know, we do have an event, right? We do have a, a URL. Um, when, when folks, uh, and, it's, and it's free, when, when people are signing up on Eventbrite, we mm -hmm. do ask kind of like how you want to participate. Do you want to be sort of a designer or developer, kind of a community member? Um, so, but I think one thing I, I specifically want to call out in terms of tools and, and to that thing you, you just mentioned, um, we there are tool sets out there that are like uh, known as like low code or no code. Right. Uh -huh. So you don't have to you know open up your terminal or get in get into you know some some code editor and, and write code. They're, they're drag and drop interfaces, um, and that's that's one of the things I've been prototyping with recently because that's definitely a tool set we want to help people play with and explore. Oh, that's um, great. So just like thinking about how these building blocks fit together, you know, there's still some logic to it, right? Mm -hmm. But it's sort of like I want to do this step first and then this step second because I want a certain outcome. Um, and so I think, we, like I said, we want to bring together folks from the community, nonprofits, uh, you know, organizations working towards social good, plus technologists, right? What we about, do want to get those PhDs in there that can really help us dig into the details. What we, about we high school students? What about high school students? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we, we, definitely, uh, we definitely have high school students participating in uh, Purple Maya programs, and, and yeah, we'd love to have them um, over at the Build for Good. So, so um, <clears throat> now you said that the actual hackathon event is going to take place in December, right? Uh, okay. But, but the the link that I'll provide later on uh, gets people to sign up on an Eventbrite, and and with that, yep. you can actually let them know about the pre-hackathon activities. Yes, yes. So, um, yeah, w our our team is planning uh, a series of of resources. So. Uh, in terms of things like, um, you know, tutorials or videos that we'll, we'll be uh, sending out through our mailing list or through our social media uh, through through this coming month. So, yeah, the, the event itself will uh, be December 8th, that weekend, starting Friday night, going through Sunday. Um, but we will have, through the month of November, uh, a series of resources coming out. Just help people, like I said, get thinking about problems, get thinking mm -hmm. about tools. Um, and then, yeah, we'll, we are planning to have a, uh, before the event, sort of a, a get-together, pre-get-together, people want to um, share ideas and form teams. Yep. Yeah, so, so David, uh, where can people go and learn more about Bill for Good and check out your event, right? even get signed up? Yep, so at our website, which is purplemaya.org, and it's Maya spelled like banana, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have purplemaya.org slash events. Uh, and we have a link to build for good there. It'll take you right to the event, right? Oh, that sounds really exciting. And, and I hope people uh, sign up now because I think uh, during the course of, of November, that's when you get all the the sort of toolkit and, and uh, 
information about you know building your team and, and building and an, uh, potentially an application to challenge. David Pickett is the Chief Technology Officer from Purple Maya, organizer for the Build for Good Hackathon. And David, I want to thank you for joining us today. And of course, thank you for listening to Bite Mars Cafe. Join us next week when we'll reprise a show that we did on the Hawaii Annual Code Challenge. Of course, uh, if you missed any edition or part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org. Our engineer is David Chong. You can catch us on HPR One every Wednesday or anytime via the HPR app or your favorite podcast application. In the meantime, you stay safe, you stay awesome. We'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe.